0: Do you wanna give me a
1: one two, one two, testing, one two. This is how I will talk. I will talk like this. I will use words to express opinions, (laughs) some of which may or not be true.
0: Testing. Okay, my side. Testing. Testing. Friendship. Podcasting (laughs) Making memories. Making memories. Testing. One two. Okay, we're good. Yeah, that's fine.
1: That's fine. Uh we open these. Yeah. Oh wait. Gotta close that door behind you. Now you
0: need to push it in. That's it. Keep pushing. Um, Yeah, success Okay, beer Uh, Cheers Cheers Uh, As you can hear, that's not elaborate foley work We're actually in the same room I'm back in Ireland
1: Welcome back, Richie Welcome back to the land
0: difference? Do I feel more recharged? Um,
1: Is that what happens when you come home? You like lie on the ground and suck it all up I'm voguing right You're on a podcast, nobody can see that except for me (laughs) That that I'm voguing? Yes
0: (laughs) Do you know what voguing is? No, but you're doing it Yeah. Yeah Um, so when I was in, in, this is like a thing I learned about when I was living in Castro, San Francisco, there's like competitive voguing. So Vogue dancing was like, it came out of like 1960s Harlem ballroom dancing and it came to prevalence in the eighties. And it's this this thing where you're constantly like framing your face. It's a very flamboyant and very wonderful form of dance. Like from Vogue magazine. Yeah. Well, like from, you know, like the, like strike a pose Vogue, like the Madonna thing. Okay. It's kind of like, it it, it came, it came really popular in the eighties with people doing this. So there was competitive voguing in Castro, San Francisco, so you'd walk by a studio and there'd just be 20 dudes all voguing intensely to Madonna music, and it was amazing.
1: Was and there, it, like, someone judging them and declaring a nope. winner?
0: Uh, ju- judging in, like, what kind of way do you think? Good judging or bad judging? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, it was, yeah, it was, there was like, a friend of ours who actually won a Vogue competition. Yeah. So that's what, I, that's what I'm doing right now. Anyway, I'm back in our <laughs> uh, Vogue. <laughs> yeah. Mm. So...
1: Are you jet-lagged? Since we're actually recording in person now uh, You're no, like, I'm oh no, we always have to make these opportunities to record in person Because they're so fun yeah. But the last time we did this, you spent the entire time falling asleep <laughs> in front of me <laughs> You set up the cushions around the room And I thought that you were doing it to like, you know insulate. In- no, you were just doing it to have a little nap No, it was I it.
0: Yeah, yeah, that was it That was just so I had somewhere to put my head uh, No, I'm not jet-lagged, it's like an hour flight So, yeah, Although, Are you sure? Are you sure? Uh, Let's let, talk to me at the end of this beer <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, you're in Dublin. You've already had your breakfast beer. Mm-hmm. Your second breakfast beer. I have a second breakfast. Your beer. post breakfast beer. I have my walking beer getting here. I have my train beer when I got oh, yeah. on the train because yeah. I was too drunk to keep walking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm here for your party. I'm here for you, Steve. So. Yes. Yeah. It's my
1: combined 30th birthday party and wedding party. It's a big in. It's a big in. It's a big one.
0: Um, I'm going to waterboard you with gin later on, just just so you know. I don't drink gin. That's the point. Oh, no. <laughs> I could waterboard you with something you like. defeats the point. I don't
1: like... I don't mind... Is that really... Because is that what they were doing when they were, like, the terrorists, you know? Doing what? Like, did they think that Al-Qaeda doesn't like
0: H2O? Is uh-huh. that why they chose water? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I guess. <laughs> I guess. Maybe that's why they didn't win. Mm-hmm. We're also both... Uh, if the sound quality is a little different, because we're both sharing a microphone. Like... Like a like a barbershop quartet, but we're so like shit that we can only get two people. I mean everyone gathered around one bike.
1: Wait a minute, barbershop it Barbershop do it. Why is that not a thing? A barbershop duet? Yeah.
0: Oh, okay. It's just I think I don't know, there's something inherently not inherently sad about barbershop quartet, but I think just having two people doing harmonising with each other is just not like dressing those red stripes. I think that's just like really inherently sad. I don't know okay. we can give it a go if this podcast thing doesn't work. But
1: you're fine with competitive voguing. I'm fo- That's I'm an, an activity that humans poking. are totally entitled to do, but Barbershop Quartet is where you draw the line. That's
0: where I draw the do. line. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. That's what I'm learning about myself. This podcast isn't much about personal self-discovery. It? It's about political self-discovery. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. So, okay. First of all, theme music. <laughs> and then
1: thing. Oh, I thought you actually play it every time. Hmm? I thought you played every
0: oh, every I play time. it live every Oh, I play it live every time. Supermarket Love is with me in my bedroom. Yeah, yeah. And... Uh, that's a weird sentence <laughs> uh, Yeah, and I play it live So <clears throat> Do, 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 do Do, do, <laughs> um, So what do we do? Are we going to do news first? Yeah. Is there enough news? happening
1: is there enough news in this fucking world that we live in these days there like enough? there's enough stuff going on in the world that two idiots that have got no right or responsibility to do so can set up a podcast talking yep. about current affairs yeah and still not have enough time to talk about everything yeah it's, so exactly. yes richie there is a lot i had happening.
0: a thought that you'd literally use it yesterday oh it was, i'm sorry did it hurt <laughs> what's it called the headache with pictures <laughs> i thought there we go um i was on my flight over here and I was like, I had all these podcasts I wanted to get through. There's also like, I'm watching, try, trying to watch Narcos and there's a long list of other, I was like looking through Netflix the other day and there's like so many things I want to watch. And that idea could, like, could we all just, just take a year where we just stop? Like everyone just stops doing everything. Producing. And we all just like, we, we stop producing, we stop, everyone just like stops and we just spend all the time catching up on shit. Not just entertainment, yeah. but also like just like, just chill out for a second. Let's regroup and reprioritize everything. I'm
1: one hundred percent behind you. Like, like everything. Everything. There's, too, everything. there's
0: just too much. There's just too much of everything. <laughs> just too much news. <laughs> Speaking of, let's get into news.
1: Okay, there's a uh, Central America has had a pretty tough time for the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Um and the south of the United States. There have been hurricanes, earthquakes, yes. Yes. tropical storms, floods. Destruction, chaos
0: Yeah, it's biblical shit yeah. happening over there it's, uh, it's Yeah, it's pretty bad It's pretty there. bad So yeah.
1: Houston and a lot of other places got completely screwed over by the last one What was it called, Harvey? Yeah And then at the moment, as we're recording Irma uh-huh. is just after causing chaos all across the small islands Hit Cuba yeah. right now Yeah And is heading towards the south of Florida pretty soon Yeah I think the, they evacuated 5.6 million people from Florida Yes, that I, is, I heard they were just like
0: The governor's like, hey, everyone, get out Yeah, pretty <laughs> much Yeah
1: it's like crazy It's like It's proper I can't even imagine
0: Yeah Because like at that point, it, it is a type of thing where Like in quotes Act of God type thing Like you can't Stop it You can't shout at it You can't like
1: Well <laughs> Now that you mention it As I was researching There's a this, brave man shouting about, on the coast That's just a man But um Did you know that some Americans Are quite nuts R- Really? And not only quite nuts But they love guns Oh God. There is a Facebook campaign organised by a dude oh in the south of Florida oh to organise people to turn up to the coast and start shooting at Hurricane Irma as she hits the ground. What? 42,000 people have pledged that they
0: will turn up with their firearms and start shooting into the oh, winds. I hope a lot of that is ironic. Like people... Probably. But even if half... <laughs> you know what I mean? Someone has, has thought
1: it's serious enough that they had to draw a clear diagram like little pictorial thing mm-hmm. showing that how if you shoot the bullet into 190 kilometer winds you don't know where the bullet's going to go after that and it might turn back and hit you. I don't know if that's is true. That, is or that, that,
0: that fighting back?
1: That could be like further parody though. I don't know yeah. if that's true but still, yeah. Um... So yeah It's actually a big Facebook campaign Going on at the moment That one guy organised And uh, some of the quotes That are coming up from his
0: um, I, I would love if there's like Rival campaigns Where it's like Well there is There's a, a flamethrower campaign now Oh I'm talking about like Let's try and reason Where Irma. Like there's well, a bunch of Diplomats just to
1: Yeah well someone did comment Like are the liberals Are they allowed to throw pillows Because they don't agree With gun control Like gun, guns being used um, Someone else is like Well isn't this just going to Make the weather even matter?"
0: <laughs> don't piss off the weather <laughs>
1: So yeah, the Americans, they don't take this lying down.
0: No. But in all seriousness, it is like absolutely yeah. horrific. It is. Like this stuff. But there's been some lovely stories. You see that guy who owns the... It's like the equivalent... You know, we have Mattress Mick over here. Oh, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. And then there's the, um, the, the Houston equivalent of Mattress Mick opened up the doors... And At a time when like s- There was like certain churches That weren't doing this Yeah yeah Their equivalent mattress dude Just opened his doors And just let everyone Sleep on all of his mattresses
1: Yeah i seen photographs I think he was the National Guard That he actually housed So the mm. guys that were in there Working like helping people Get out of their homes Yeah He's like you guys can just Come here and sleep So there was like photographs of Like a soldier with his big Military boots poking out of This like really comfy Looking mattress And he was just like Cozied up in a blanket Aww. And big comfy pillows nah, it And it was in a showroom well. All across yeah. yeah They're like Every night When these things happen You do see like, you see some crazy political stuff with people fighting over how much money needs to get spent on the on this stuff. And, like, we could go into that, but then you do also see, like, really great acts of kindness as well. Yeah,
0: you see, when this always happens, you always see the best and worst of humanity. Media tends to focus a lot on the worst. Yeah, um, But there's one thing I will say about, I know we talk a lot about the negative impact of, like, our echo chambers and, like, Facebook and Twitter for how it conveys news to us. Like, we're just getting one side, and it can be sometimes more detrimental than it can be. Um, beneficial but I think there's more of an outlet now for the happier kind of news stories that appear in your social feeds rather than like getting prominence placed on like a, a on tv or an in print publication there's more of an outlet for like those small little two minute heartwarming things and I find myself whatever stuff like this happens I see hear more of those stories conveyed through like social media through those little small little videos through those small little just because, like the 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 vehicle for conveying it is just so much more suited towards short form.
1: Well, that also because you're probably like also seeing three shit stories and just scrolling past them. And clicking that's true. On the it one, could be nice. one, one. Yeah. yeah.
0: But even the fact that you those that are option. there, I have yeah. that option yeah. to see those. Whereas if ones. you watch
1: the six o'clock news, you have right. an hour of madness and then at the very end, and another
0: news. Yeah, some exactly. Puppies. Exactly. Yeah. So you can see more of the the your, your diet can be a little bit more balanced with the the negative and positive. It's still a very limited. Diet because all mine are like liberal sources Because that's how I That's how I am It's about what I choose to follow <laughs> Fucking liberals Fucking liberals <laughs> um, But yeah though it's, it's the best and worst And I'm enjoying looking at the best um, What else we got?
1: Uh, the worst North Korea <laughs> <laughs> North Korea <laughs> What a man <laughs> So um, we did the episode What about a month ago was it? Probably. Oh, was it? I think it might be. Yeah. 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 yeah I so think it
0: was my first one in London. So yeah, it would have been. Oh wow. Okay. It? it might even
1: be six I don't six know. weeks. Anyways, oh,
0: wow. it was a while ago. Yeah.
1: And since then things have only gotten more heated. Um mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago North Korea tested a hydrogen bomb, which is like the next step up from a regular nuclear bomb. Right. So like whereas the one that they the ones that we knew that they had had the same destructive power as what was used in Hiroshima and Nagasaki. This one is the next level up that we haven't actually seen used in actual warfare, but apparently is like nearly 10 to 100 times more powerful than the ones that were used. And we know they did test it successfully because there was an earthquake because they they test them underground in like caves or mines or whatever. And yeah, it's pretty provable because things start to rumble. Yeah, so, it would. <laughs> and they're not backing down. They, keep on, they launched a ballistic missile that flew over Japan and yeah. scared the crap out of the Japanese and they actually texted loads of citizens um, on like a mass alert system that they have where texts go directly to people's phones. Yeah. When people woke up going, please be aware, there are missiles flying overhead and oh um, potential to escalate into further if this isn't just um, North Koreans testing. Oh my God. So the United States is not backing down either and they're continuing their pretty angry rhetoric mm-hmm. with... Um, like people are pretty seriously considering the possibility of actual conflict going on. Yeah. Um. Like a, a, because if they get the ability to mon- to mount a hydrogen bomb onto a missile that can hit the United States, that pretty much takes away the United States' leverage. So if North Korea was to attack someone else, mm-hmm. the United States would not be more hesitant because now they have the potential to have a bomb dropped on on the vogs, the vogers, in Castro. <laughs> no. Or, or Bojack Horseman in Hollywood. Oh my So. God. Yeah, the things keep on getting worse. I mean, I'd recommend you, if you want the full the full background and you haven't listened to the episode yet, check out the North Korea, Korea one. We did spend yeah. a good time talking. But um, the things, I guess, China is a big part in all this because they have the most leverage over North Korea because they're kind of the only ones propping up the economy by, allowing, uh, by buying the coal and selling them oil. Right. And they always get around the sanctions by like, so you have a list of North Korean companies that you're not allowed to trade with. Right. And... What happens is is that China just renamed the companies to get around the sanctions. Oh, really? So it's like really hard to impose these sanctions in the real term. So people are like, if China don't go seriously, then they're never actually going to get these sanctions to work. But some people are actually noticing that around the uh, policy discussion in China, they're starting to get more pissed off with what North Korea has been doing because they keep on refusing to back down or compromise or anything. And the Chinese don't want to see a war happen there. So maybe they're starting to think that rather than just keep on giving them what they want, we need to get tougher. Right. So... That potentially Do you think that's the it-
0: right tact to take with these guys? It's impossible to know yeah. because you're
1: basically trying to... Like, it's hard to predict what's going to happen to a nation that's literally governed by one dude as opposed to something like the United States or China, which are massive political systems where, I mean, although, yes, the Commander-in-Chief of the United States has got so much power, um, there's still an entire military, industrial, political, diplomatic complex behind them. Mm-hmm. Whereas North Korea, it's Kim and... Whatever he feels like doing Yeah So, it's, yeah. If he doesn't get sex night Before he might wake up The next day And start a nuclear war Oh god Probably not a problem Because No probably not a problem yeah. <laughs> I can't imagine being an
0: issue like that. Okay cool More news oh, Not cool Yeah more news <laughs> Not cool but come on
1: um, Catalonia Which is a province In the eastern part of Spain Right Have you heard much About these guys? No It's like where Barcelona is and They kind of have Their own language They have their own Um like a regional government. Right. And to a large extent, they also want to have their own country. Right. And they have voted to have a referendum next month.
0: Really? For their own independence? Yeah. Kind how of like big what, is it? How are we talking? It's like, it's, a, like it's a big,
1: oh, I think it's like seven or eight million, maybe, maybe okay. more. Actually, I, I just made a guess there. I, just okay. made, I made up a number. Here's a number. Uh,
0: four. There's <laughs> four lads. Four guys. Yeah.
1: It's a, yeah, Cat and Lonia, and they're the surnames. <laughs> of two brothers, two sets of brothers that wanted dependence. Okay, Brilliant. but yeah. So, Spain, where when you're looking at on a map, looks like one homogenous big nation, and you wouldn't actually think, but it's actually made up of a whole load of different nations that have been squeezed together mm-hmm. because of fucking hundreds of years of history. Yeah. So, you have the Basque region up in the north who used to use terrorism. And it ties the IRA, so maybe some people might recognise what they were up to. I think their group was called ETA. They -hmm. were like a terrorist group. They've calmed down, but they still have like an independence movement. And then the Catalonians, you could probably compare them more to what's going on in Scotland, where there's no violence, but they still want to have independence from the Greater Union. Mm -hmm. So they say they want to have a referendum next month, like what Scotland did. But Mm -hmm. unlike what happened with Scotland, whereas the UK government said, yeah, okay, that's democracy. We'll let you do that. The Spanish government has immediately said no. And the Supreme Court of Spain has said this referendum isn't allowed. Really? So, and the this? Catalonians are like, we're going to do that anyway. So right. next month, the people of Catalonia could vote for independence, but the nation of Spain will be saying we don't recognize your independence. Oh. So that could be pretty. Is pretty that like interesting. in
0: a democracy? Like, uh, well, yeah, well,
1: like you see, here's the problem. You see, which one is the, um, which is the correct? Right. Yes. Who has the right? Who has the right? Th- has the right th- I mean. Yes. Yes. I just finished reading a book there, which is just to the left of your head, called Team Arrivals. Rivals. Okay About the uh, the story of Lincoln And his political dudes And if you think about What happened in the Civil War It was Abraham Lincoln Going to war To It's what It was, it was the book That the movie was based on You know the one With Daniel Day-Lewis
0: Lincoln, Lincoln. The Steven Spielberg one Yes it's Sorry from... just give Can you give me I need to read all of this <laughs> Yeah sure I mean
1: it's only 700 pages Of really really heavy history But go ahead Okay It's a fucking great book By the way um, So the Civil War was About
0: the order <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> Published by the Penguin Group, Penguin Books Limited, 80 Strand, London, WC2R.
1: And here we have a pitch for oh, Richard I Nolan to um, be picked up as an audio narrator. If anyone out there from Audible is listening, please contact us on uh, Richard Nolan richardnolanreadsthings.org.
0: <clears throat> Chapter one: The conduct of the Republican Party. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'll put
1: this away. Wow. I've just forgotten everything that I knew about that book. (laughs) Oh man, we were
0: peeking something fierce there. (laughs) We, I. Okay,
1: so you asked, is it democratic? Well, the American Civil War was a war fought over the exact thing of secession. One region trying to back out. And you could say that the principle of the right of secession was confirmed, that if both parties aren't agreeing to it, then maybe it isn't legitimate. But then again, the Irish nation is the result of a group of people forcing yes. secession upon another group and yeah. eventually they came ted so let's hope that the spanish don't have to use guns to settle this question i don't think it will there right. isn't any history of violence in the in the catalonian independence movement yeah. but i've got a particular soft spot for these kind of regional things i'm, yeah. I'm mad into the smp and, yeah and independence movement so i'm yeah. really interested to see what's going to happen over there so when is this, this next, month, next they're, month they're going to have so the soon, vote yeah okay and
0: so as it stands we'll, we'll keep we'll keep Updates on this. Yeah, so I, I might even do. do a whole
1: episode on the yeah, experiments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um and then right, we'll finish it off with Ireland. Since you're Ireland. Home. Do you want to hear what's happening at home, Richie? I'd, since love you're here? To, I'd love to know what's
0: going on now that I'm here.
1: No one has anywhere to live. Really? <laughs> if
0: you've noticed This was, explains why we're recording this out on the street. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, okay, I'm not that bad, but I am actually living in my parents' house. Because I can't afford to live anywhere else. Right, yeah. Because Dublin is pretty fucked up at the moment in terms of not having that many places that are affordable for people to live. Yeah. Yeah. So rent is incredibly expensive. Mm -hmm. Buying a house is incredibly expensive if you can get a mortgage. And it's not just me that have this problem. I'm lucky enough that I have my parents that I can, you know, pay Money to to live in their house, but yeah. then other people don't have that ability, so they have to get put up in emergency accommodation by the state. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, there's something like I think nearly twelve thousand families. Twelve thousand. Yeah, who are officially homeless, oh and that's God. not including the figures like me. Yeah. Who are you know? I've got someone else to help them out. Yes. Living in yes. someone else's home, yeah. so
0: there, but for like you know. Yeah. Chance. Exactly. Be, yeah.
1: So it's been the big issue and it's been getting bigger and bigger for the last two years and now really is the political issue of the day every single day in the headlines in Ireland you hear what's going on with what's called the housing crisis so yesterday the government had a big meeting and they declared that they're going to sort it all out by giving a fuck ton of money to the local governments and get them to build houses so we're done Sure. Sorted Yeah right But then of course As the newscaster Was asking the government minister So you guys have set these targets And not met them before Right Is this just going to be that again Yeah And of course the minister was like go, No go, Going forward Quarterly returns But the impact of the blah, blah 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 And then yeah So who knows If this one is going to work Is that
0: verbatim money. Yeah. Oh yeah it's Oh god he's having a <laughs> He's melting on stage <laughs>
1: Badly timed beer drink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The problem there is that the economists that know about housing, and I'm not one of them because I'm not an economist, and I don't know much about housing, but housing right. is a pretty tricky commodity market to try and to try and analyze. Because if you increase the supply in a regular market, like if you're selling oil right. and you have 100 barrels of oil and everyone wants 100 barrels of oil, that's going to make them 100 barrels of oil really expensive. Yeah. But if you add another 100... You should see the price half in yeah. theory, and that normally most things does work out like that. But housing, that doesn't actually happen. Right. For some reason, when you pump more houses into the supply, it doesn't actually decrease the prices that much. Prices really? can still continue to, to go up, and and rents isn't really affected either because there's all sorts of other factors that go into these things. Right? Because houses aren't just commodities; they're homes. Right? Yeah. yeah so yeah. yeah, it's really hard to it's really hard to gauge and, and figure out. Yeah. So people are worried that it's not going to get fixed anytime soon. And it probably won't. And you also have other people saying that if you potentially overwhelm the market with too many houses, that we might just um, build up another property bubble. Because Mm. 10 years ago, Ireland was hit pretty bad with a big feckin' recession.
0: Yeah, I remember. I was there.
1: Yeah, so was I. It was actually just as I was graduating college. It was a great time. Yeah, Great great timing to be a young man trying to go out into the world and finding out that, oh no, it's like the fucking Great Depression all over again. Yeah. So yeah, I, I moved over to California way, I uh, picked oranges. Moved
0: on California way. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh,
0: no, I went to Scotland for a year, but anyway. Nice. Um, just ran away north. <laughs> pretty much. Just migrated like a bird. <laughs> <laughs> just, <yeah. laughs> during the summer.
1: And then I went to the Faroe Islands, and I went to Greenland, and yeah. eventually I was just picking out of the tundra of uh, uh, just, of Greenland. Just
0: running away from recession, <laughs> Just like in your head, it was just like a personified monster <laughs> just chasing you. <laughs> now you're back. Now I'm back.
1: Anyway, so... Ireland, to try and deal with the recession at the time, had to install austerity packages, Richie.
0: Austerity? What am austerity, hey. hey! We haven't had a what am in a while. <laughs> That's a pretty big segue. Yeah. Um, uh, austerity. Calvin Klein's least commercially <laughs> successful fragrance. <laughs> austerity for men and women. And, but mostly kids and old people. <laughs> <laughs> ah, Richie's been doing some reading before the yeah. No, basically it was just that joke. <laughs> That's it. That's. It. I took my most basic rudimentary knowledge of the concept of, of austerity, just applied it to that joke. You've, you've basically seen all I know about austerity put into that joke. Okay.
1: <laughs> well, it's probably not entirely wrong, especially if you come from a particular political viewpoint, right. which we'll get into. So, straight up, austerity comes from a Greek word and it has to do with um, like household management. So oh. the idea, the principle is, is that if a household is spending too much money... If they cut their money, pay down their debt, they'll be in a better position. Yeah. So countries go into these things called recessions, where their economies over a couple of quarters do badly. Mm-hmm. And then as a factor of that, they need to borrow more. Because what happens is is that things called automatic stabilizers kick in. Right. So countries' social welfare um, programs need to kick in to help people that are becoming unemployed. Right, okay. And that increases the cost of government spending. Right, and, yeah, it's basically like the social safety net that most modern nations have got built in. Sure. Definitely the entire Western, yes. um, Western world. So in 2008, for example, what happened was is that that happened. The recession kind of kicked in. People started losing their jobs. The government had to start pen- spending more on social spending. Mm-hmm. But in addition to that, you had the banking crisis. Right. So it was a double pronged disaster because the governments decided that they needed to pump a fuck ton of money into bailing out the banks right this is not going to be a bank bailout episode because no. that is a whole, whole other thing. yeah whole yeah. other kind of worms and yeah. you'd want to get someone with a lot more knowledge to talk about that properly whether or not that was a good idea they're still debating what caused the great recession the great depression yeah in the tw- 20s and 30s yeah. <laughs> they're still going to be debating what caused what they're calling the great recession 10 years ago right. in 100 years most guaranteed really so yeah there's no point in even speculating as to whether or not
0: that was a good idea maybe we can be the ones thing. to crack it
1: though I doubt it very much. Well not with that attitude. Maybe it's in this book. <laughs> no no
0: Let me go back to the book. <laughs> Come on, Lincoln. <laughs> Did you find it? Uh illness had struck the Stantons, the Seawards, and the Chases. Sewards. Sewards. Seawards. <laughs> <laughs>
1: C-Words. <laughs> Hello, my name is Gregory C-Word and I put myself forward for the presidency of the United States. C-Word.
0: C-Word. C-word. The C-Word. Like, cunt? <laughs> oh, you do not even to say that. Uh, <laughs> so it's not in the book. It's not in the book. So okay. we're, we're probably not going to crack it. No, we're not.
1: Okay, so the governments, they pumped a fuck ton of money into, into bailing out the banks. They made that decision. So yes. what happened was is that Governments had huge um, public debt. Mm-hmm. They had borrowed a lot of money to pump into these economies.
0: Sorry, who do they borrow the money from? Aha, the
1: international markets, always just called the markets. So governments sell debt in the form of bonds, right? which is um, basically an IOU with yeah. a percentage tagged onto it. Yeah. So they usually come in, like they can be anything for three months all the way up to 100 years. Nobody really buys a 100 year once but most people buy like I think between 1 and 5 years. Right. Um and depending on how likely it is you think you're going to get paid back that's the percentage price of what the bond is so like it's usually somewhere between 0 like point 0.1 yeah. which is what, probably what like Germany have had up to like 5 or 6 which is considered really big and bad yeah. which is what Ireland was having at the worst point of its recession.
0: So the money's coming from where though?
1: Uh, the international <laughs> markets, which is like, so, okay, how to explain this one? Um,
0: I can go back to the book.
1: <laughs> you, have a, you have a pension, don't you? Yes. Like, at work. Yes. I do too. So, on um, our behalf, our employers pay in some money to give to this, like, financial institution that run the pension fund. Yeah. They don't just put that into, like, under their mattresses. Mm-hmm. They don't just have a massive warehouse of mattresses that mm-hmm. they stuff our money into.
0: I've well, specified that that's what they do at mine. Okay, well, they got into fine. a lot of trouble over it. Okay, well, I didn't do that. <laughs> right.
1: So, they they gather all our monies together and throw them into a big pot. Right. And that's usually called a hedge fund. Yeah. And then these hedge funds go out. Hedge funds go out onto the market and they lend to governments, for oh, example. Okay, okay. So, as one way for them to be able to make more money to increase their income they lend it to things like governments right, and that, okay. that's where the government but then also banks just have it as well because when you have your money in the bank you don't actually have your 12 euro and 55 cents which is I see in your bank balance Richie you need to sort that out <laughs> we'll talk about that later on um, they I mean you don't need to buy so many ping pongs
0: you don't tell me what how I choose to invest my money okay remember that it's coming back about, yeah, it's like, coming yeah, back it's coming back in a big way <laughs> Remember I invested all my that episode we you about me investing on my money in avocado futures? Yes. Which is to say avocados <laughs> themselves and not the industry of av- avocado farming. <laughs> Those avocados have since rotted, so I'm looking to diversify my portfolio. Sure. And ping pongs don't rot. <laughs> so,
1: wow, okay. Well you're 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 showing some fiscal prudence there. You have learned from your mistake.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So i am I'm on easy street, baby. Okay. So oh shit
1: now completely the tangent has just knocked me out but no,
0: I, I now, I, I, these uh, tangents are hard these tangents are hard and I'm so sorry you're, you're doing a very admirable job of even getting through any sort of episode structure whatsoever with me you're talking about okay. ping pongs and reading this book every so often which I keep looking at it now because I want to whack it <laughs> open again and just read a random page there are a lot of books on that bookcase beside you but you keep on picking out the same one I keep one. on picking out the most intimidating one um no, I, I have a better understanding now of where that money that yes. is coming from. Yes. So if you want to move on to
1: your... Well, I was going to say as well that like it's not just headphones but like banks and basically these big, massive institutions. People with a lot more money than you or I mm-hmm. who are able to borrow. So And government bonds are always considered one of the most stable places to invest. Mm. So whereas you could invest in John's strip club down the street hoping that eventually... Not again, but go on. <laughs> he had ping pong tables. He did. He did. He and had. avocados. Yeah. <laughs> Um but rather than invest and
0: ingest, uh, ingest. <laughs> rather than go to Joe's strip club and ingest <laughs> Where are you going with this? Oh god. I am confused, Steve. And the little rats.
1: <laughs> <laughs> rather than just investing in directly businesses, you just join up the big markets and fuck money into them. Right. So that's the go- and the government sell their bonds on these markets, We're have- sorry, where Where is the strip club? Come? You just it's okay, so you just If you had $500,000, yeah. you put it into like you put it into buying a little slice of government debt yeah. as opposed to giving it to just John. Oh, okay. Yeah, strip club Yeah, owner. yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, sorry.
0: Okay. I was wondering where you, go- you were going with a strip club. <laughs> uh, nowhere. Okay. I, don't, I don't know. I shouldn't have thought of that. Yeah. <laughs> Why are this is, of
1: strip clubs? This is supposed to be my bachelor party, I guess. Yeah, yeah. This is the closest I'm going to get to a strip club at my bachelor party. Just talking about That's it not true. Podcast. I actually went and played board games with my friends in a house in the countryside. It was lots of fun. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> um Right, where are we now? Um, so, yeah. And then, Whenever they had to kick in this money to pay for the recession, both Mm -hmm. in terms of social programs and bailing out the banks and just the general cost of running a country, they found themselves in massive debt. And whenever they found themselves in massive debt, for example, I think Ireland may have had like 180% of its GDP
0: of debt, which is
1: really high.
0: That's incredibly high. is isn't.
1: It isn't. It depends on what the context is. If you're confident that a government will be able to pay, a country will be able to pay it back, then you're not going to care. Yeah, so, it's just like you get yeah, car loan or whatever. Like, exactly. You you know? So like Germany and Japan and these kind of countries, they have huge debts, but everyone is always confident they're not going to completely shit the bed and not get paid back. Yeah. But some countries do default. It mm. does happen. Venezuela is nearly on the verge of doing it right now. Yeah. Um, Argentina did it before to a huge degree, like billions of bazillions of billions. Iceland did it mm-hmm. in the recession. And it was... A very very close to happening for countries like Ireland Portugal Spain and Greece during the Eurozone crisis Mm -hmm. so austerity is the government fiscal policy that was brought in at that time to try and bring down the debt and they do it through tightening the belt as it were tightening the belt yeah Yeah. so they're like okay this we have to think of this like a household you're spending too much you need to stop spending and so we can pay down this debt so we don't run our country into the ground and we'll be able to preserve it for future generations Um. There is problems about thinking of it like that because countries are not businesses or households. They don't have the same principles applied to them in their economics. But we'll get into that later when we talk about the dangers of austerity. Sure. So they did. They enacted that in quite a few countries. The United States didn't really do it too much, actually, because Obama came in immediately after Bush. Bush did have a bailout package, both in terms of the banks and public. Spending, mm-hmm. And then Obama came in and doubled down on that. Right. So they never really brought in proper austerity. Okay. And the UK, they kind of did, but so then they cut public spending, increased some taxes, but decreased others mm-hmm. and also pumped a whole lot of money into the banking industry. Right. Ireland, Greece and Portugal and a few other Eurozone countries weren't so lucky because mm-hmm. when you're a country trying to pay your bills... And you own your own currency. You're the one that's in charge of the amount of money that exists for you and your people. Mm. Why don't you just print more money to pay pay for
0: things? Yeah, I've heard of this, but I heard that's...
1: There is a danger of causing inflation. Yes. But inflation is a whole other thing. And you sh- this, this, this would have to be an entirely economic episode to try and talk about inflation and the dangers of that. So like right. in the 30s... And the government, the Weimar government in Germany before Hitler came to power, they had massive problems with inflation Mm -hmm. where like a loaf of bread would cost something like 2000 Deutschmarks Mm -hmm. because the the money was just worthless because they kept on printing it. But they, they got around that in this last recession by inventing a new thing called quantitative easing, which involved adding zeros to the bank account balances of massive banking institutions to basically make it look like they had more money than they actually had. But it is essentially just printing money. Or just
0: like an entirely kind of abstract digital manner. So it's not any sort of physical asset. It's just purely conceptual.
1: Yes. They didn't print the money
0: just to where... And would that bank have that, because those extra zeros, would that equate to actual tangible funds that they could then invest or do stuff with? No, it's just... It kind of, it eventually did after a couple of years. Right.
1: And that was the principle to make sure the bank could do that. But it didn't actually mean that they could just withdraw seven billion and in- invest in John's stripper franchise worldwide, right? Yeah, they actually used it to hide the fact that they were entirely insolvable and had no money anyway because of the the, the subprime crisis and kind of till you make it, kind of deal. Basically, they right. just invented, they just ignored by quantitative easing allowed the governments and the banks to ignore the fact that the banks had no money, really? and not only no money, but minus. A lot of money, yeah, just by wiping it away through government's money printing.
0: It sounds dangerously simple, like <laughs> just like sweeping it under the rug a little bit. That's exactly what it was,
1: and yeah. it allowed it allowed the financial institutions and the stock markets to recover way faster than the than the what what you call the real economy. Right. So, like the stock market after a couple of years was as high as it has ever been. Right. From nearly as low as it had ever been, mm-hmm. whereas. Um, most ordinary working people and most normal businesses haven't felt that same kind of increase in their in their general well being, which is causing a lot of problems politically these days. But anyway, um, so that wouldn't count as an austerity practice because if you're printing money, you have the potential of causing massive inflation and it backfiring. It didn't actually. So they've they, it, it really worked in the UK and the USA. They implemented it like pretty much immediately, simultaneously, as the recession happened in 2007, 2008, 2009. Mm-hmm. The Europeans were a lot more hesitant because um, they had memories of what happens when, con- when countries print money, yeah. especially Germany. So they didn't let the country... The, because um, the European Union, is, well, not the entire one. Everyone that has the euro, mm-hmm. so that's what, like 15 countries, I think, maybe? I can't remember. Something like that. Do you want to check the book? Uh, it probably won't be in that book. <laughs> Lincoln didn't
0: mention what countries are there. So.
1: Um, so we all share, Ireland, for example, and Germany, France, Italy, loads of others, and Greece. Yeah. They share a common currency, which means that we have given up our powers over monetary policy, which is different to fiscal policy, which is austerity practices. Monetary policy is where the printing money comes in.
0: Right. When we're talking about austerity, we're talking about certainly kind of budgetary. Kind yes, of, yeah, budgetary. As opposed to this is like the tier above, which is like the actual it, well, Not even currency. tier above, but alongside. It's okay. like two
1: two different instruments of, of countries and money. Right,
0: okay. One so, of which you have control over, the other is we've heard. Really
1: yeah, understood. Ireland has, has told, pretty much until the recession, we had total fiscal control over our budgets. Right. But we had no control over our monetary policy. We couldn't print money right. because that power was held by the bank, uh, the European Central Bank. Right. Okay. The ECB in Frankfurt. Mm-hmm. And that was like a cross-European body. Um Pretty much everyone agrees dominated by the Germans. Right. And they do not like, they did not want to print money. So they turned around and said, okay, Ireland, Greece, Spain, Portugal, you fucked up countries. You have gotten yourself into this mess because mm-hmm. they were okay because the, the recession didn't hit them as bad as other places. So you... Just because
0: they had better like economic practices
1: um, or...
0: That's debatable. Right. Uh, they just... I'm sure it's a very complicated thing with lots yeah, of moving pieces.
1: That's the thing. Each one of the... Even though you call it the Eurozone crisis, each each European country that has its own financial problems, have gotten them for different reasons. Right. Ireland had a massive subprime crisis where we pumped way too much money into property. Right. We built a massive economic bubble, the Celtic Tiger as it is, as it was called. They believed that it was like this small because like we were a pretty... Shit, poor country. Oh yeah, up until the nineties.
0: Yeah, for for like that yeah. was our entire history. Yeah, is, yeah,
1: pretty much until like me and you came along and we yeah, sort and then it all we out. Sort it all out.
0: Yeah, that's yeah, but then we fucked it up. And then we we left the country.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I went to Scandinavia. Yeah, um, they so like that was in Ireland and then that bubble bursts when the when the bubble bursts in the United States and we realized oh no this isn't just an entire fucking house of cards and it fell down on top of us yeah and we had to get ourselves out of that mess
0: yeah
1: Greece had a different problem they had they they just had a badly structured economy generally they had a lot of money going into public services and early retirements and just and and bad tax collection so they mm. were spending a lot of money and weren't collecting enough money to pay for it just because in, in like i mean they've got a, they've got a lot of stick over the last couple of years saying that they gave to themselves but to a large extent they did right. it wasn't a very well organized um, Country And they got away with it for 15 years because they used the euro to prop it up. Right. They were able to borrow off the back of the other country's ability. Yeah. But then once the, once everyone realised that, holy shit, this is another house of cards that just fell over, Greek debt became, they just couldn't borrow anymore. So they right. had to ask the European government and the IMF for money, as well as Ireland did too. And when the IMF and the Europeans came in to give Ireland and Greece money, they said, we're going to give you money, but because you got yourselves into this mess, you're going to have to change your economy and take take a lot of shit to turn around in exchange for this money. Ireland took it. Um, it was hard. They had to hire taxes. They had to cut a lot of spending. Mm-hmm. But to a certain extent, and this is very controversial depending on what your opinion is, yeah. it worked. Yeah. This year, um, Ireland is going to have its first balance budget in a long, long time. Right. And outside of Dublin, things are probably still pretty bad. But inside Dublin, the problem is is that people have too much money and it's causing house prices to go up and rents to go up and stuff like that. Right. For not everyone, obviously, but yeah. to, you know, the country, yeah. the country is getting better. Right, Greece has not been able to turn itself around. It is still fucked and it still hasn't figured out how to do it. And it will probably go on for a long time. Um, The austerity and whether or not you can say that the austerity was what fixed either is like, is what's causing the Greek problem or what fixed the Irish one. I mean... Ireland does very well from international companies using Ireland as its base in the European markets.
0: Oh, yeah, I did. <laughs> <Like> you, <laughs> that, work, like that, you work from, for one yeah, of them, yeah. Exactly,
1: yeah. yeah. And I mean, like, quite a lot of people that we know do as well. Mm-hmm. And there's a couple of other little things that helped Ireland along the way compared to other places. That probably has as much to thank for the fact that Ireland has gotten out of the recession as anything else.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, rather than it being the austerity practices that were imposed. So, people are wondering if it was the right thing. So, like, an economy is not a household. <clears throat> when a household wants to cut its debt, mm-hmm. you stop spending as much, yeah. pay off your debts, and your debts go down because you have a fixed weekly monthly usually yeah. most people have a fixed monthly income coming in, like a yeah. wage. Yeah, yeah. You Countries stop, you don't stop have
0: any takeaways during the week and you stop. Yeah. Buying Magnum ice creams or whatever.
1: Oh no. <laughs> 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 Gotta get them those those feckin' supermarket versions of Yeah,
0: I the the Aldi brand Magnums. They're actually really nice. Mag Yom's called. <laughs> <laughs> um
1: Countries don't work like houses, um, mm. because when a government stops spending money, it has a run-on effect. So when they're not giving a guy 10 euros to build a road, he can't use that 10 euros to give to someone else, Yeah, and that that's means someone, the economy someone, starts someone. to slow down. Yeah. And then in return, the government can't collect taxes on the rest of that money as it's going around. Mm. And as well, if all the private sector are stopped spending money to try and pay down their debts, they're, and if all the private sector does it simultaneously, you... They're then they're not they're not spending money on each other's businesses and that means that they're they're not making any money to pay down their debt and it's yeah. like a run on thing. Yeah. So people it's are a like snake eating
0: its own tail kind of thing.
1: Exactly. So maybe like a lot of people say that austerity is not a good idea in a recession. Mm. Um, you
0: should just like stimulate the economy rather than the,
1: Exactly. Yeah. There's a like like classical economic theory, as it's called, always said that no fiscal prudence is the best thing. Um you, governments should try and get involved as little as possible because they'll end up just causing unintended consequences because at like, a really good analogy I heard to describe it is, where is it now? Running an economy is a lot like driving a car across a really dangerous hilly road, blindfolded, with a brake and an accelerator that only kick in two seconds after you push them down. That's what running an economy is like.
0: Okay, <laughs> so, <laughs> it's like, it sounds, it sounds. that sounds easy enough. You could do that. No problem. I saw Vin Diesel do way harder stuff in the last Fast and Furious movie and he turned out A-OK. Yeah, but then Paul Walker didn't. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Politics. <laughs> Go on.
1: Apologies to Paul Walker fans. Mm-hmm. Um, And you could say that all the crazy political shit that's been happening in the Western world in the last couple of years is a run on from what happened in... in in the great recession. So the banks and the governments got together and bailed themselves out Mm -hmm. and poor people suffered and regular people suffered, if you want to call them that. Yeah. Their household incomes went down. They still had a shit ton of debt. And if they were mortgages were gone bad and their house Mm -hmm. wasn't worth as much. And then they got laid off from their job or the job hasn't given them a pay increase in 10 years. It's been tough. Whereas they see their governments giving billions of euros and dollars to the banks yeah. saying that, oh, but uh, we don't have any money for you though. Yeah. So that has pissed off an awful lot of people oh, yeah. and it has fed into the political movements that are going around, both the ones on the right wing and the and ones on the, on the left wing. Yeah. Right. Bernie Sanders and Donald Trump are basically, we talked about this before, but yeah. they are they are feeding off the same kind of backlash to what happened in the Great Recession. Yes. Equally, I, yeah, the kind of, the people that got behind Brexit there isn't really one core movement that you could describe them to. They're not all UKIPers. Right, right? But right. that kind of that kind of thinking and the people who are getting behind Jeremy Corbyn are all thinking the same thing. Mm-hmm. So people are coming to the same conclusion, but thinking of different solutions to try and fix it. I was going to
0: say we have a unifying yeah. thing, <laughs> yeah, but, but no, but no. <laughs> <laughs> because that wouldn't be this one the way huge it works. unifying thing is more polarizing than almost anything else.
1: Yeah. So and it so. The governments were actually pretty good at convincing their people for a while that austerity was a good idea because it made sense. Like if yeah. you want, the, you didn't want the, you didn't like the idea of your country having to borrow forever and your children having to pay massive debts. So people got behind it for a while, but then they got tired of it. Mm-hmm. And like Theresa May got really kicked pretty hard with it at the last election. She tried to tack away from it, but then once she starts, once she changed the message that David Cameron had been had been spouting for six years that austerity is essential. And now she's trying to say, actually, austerity is not really essential. Mm. People are like, oh, well, then you're just lying. Yeah. And there was a lie all along. Yeah. And why would we believe you? Yeah. You're just lying again.
0: Yeah. So, you know, a few more years, someone's going to come back and just go back on what you just said. Exactly. And so on and so yeah. on and so
1: on. Well, obviously, because that's what politicians do and that's right. what people react to. But people have got short memories and they forget that. So, mm, for what? <laughs> but, <I don't> <laughs> Strippers? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. All in all, austerity, not always a good thing right sometimes is a good
0: thing complex though always it seems
1: she, very complex
0: yeah I, I would like after having this conversation i would like to at some point in the future do some more economics based stuff mm-hmm. maybe we'll get in an economist to, to 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 like use this as a jumping off point for some something else maybe economics is a broader concept or smart stuff in it cuz it does sound so fucking complicated. Really but fucking it's complicated. So bloody important as well.
1: Pretty much. Well, yeah. up until a couple of years ago when people started thinking about politics more, it was all about economics. Politics was just the management of economics. Mm-hmm. It's a bit different now because people have started thinking about more generally political issues like um identity and culture and that kind of thing.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like it's like the even just using the last US election. It was so ideological focused. Like it was all about the ideology about candidates, yeah. very little about the actual policies, yes, or like the, the, their tax policies, or whatever. It almost never came up, at least from what I saw on debates and stuff.
1: Whereas before, everyone just voted on who they thought would be the best manager of the economy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whether or not that's gonna is that a real change? Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, I'm not gonna make that call. Why not? Because uh, I don't want to get held to it. when, yeah. it, no, when, it when It's I'm a wrong. recorded thing. Yeah. It's literally a website
0: <laughs> built by our friends to highlight the mistakes we make on this podcast. So I don't, I don't, don't hold that against you.
1: Yeah. So that's, that's about it. That's, that's it. That, that that's austerity. austerity. That's yeah. great. Uh, that's that, not great. Not great. Sorry. Um, that's that's going to cost you 500 euros.
0: <laughs>
1: oh no. <laughs> I'm th- this. Th- that information didn't come from nowhere, Richie. I've got to no. balance my books.
0: Okay. I've got to go to the market <laughs> and try and but, get some bonds. <laughs> okay. But why are you walking towards Joe's Strip Club? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's where I have all my investors. where I keep all my <laughs> ping pong supplies. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> uh, yeah. So do you want to do what I'm keeping you sane? Yeah. Um, so what, what's keeping you sane?
1: I watched The
0: Tick. The, t- the Amazon thing? Yeah. Oh, my God. Did you watch the the, the cartoon? Oh, yeah, I used to watch the cartoon ago. back yeah, in the, the 90s. Yeah, it was yeah. brilliant,
1: yeah. yeah. I didn't watch... There was, like, another live-action version with um, the guy who did the voice of Joe from Family Guy. He was in that.
0: Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah but yeah, yeah. I didn't
1: watch that. No. I, I don't know. If it, actually, some people say that was pretty good. Yeah. But The New Tick is so fucking good. Peter
0: Serafin? Yeah, yeah.
1: He's the guy... Um, he's amazing. If anyone's a fan of Spaced, he's yeah. the guy that goes... You shot me in the bollocks Tim <laughs> yeah,
0: He's got an amazing
1: voice He's got a fantastic voice And yeah. he is so good at the take Really? Yeah It's actually It's a really good take They've taken on it So it's pretty short It's only six episodes Or short, six short episodes Because I guess that's all the money They had for right. this idea But um, it's it's perfectly timed Because superheroes are Fucking everywhere It's like yes. the dominant culture It's the westerns of our day Yeah And now the take is doing A really good job Of taking the piss out of them
0: Yes There is there is more Because you, you know the thing like, That always happens A, a genre emerges it reached a point of parody, and then it subsides. So for, like, the Western, it was um, Blazing Saddles. And then for sci-fi, it was uh, Spaceballs. Um, Okay. And they kind of peter off a little bit, because people realise, like, tropes develop, and people kind of get sick of it, and then the parody exists to make fun of the tropes. Do you think we're getting that point now, with superhero stuff? Because we had Deadpool, which was basically a big budget version of that, where it's just constantly poking fun at the genre and stuff
1: I don't necessarily think so because there is also really endearing stories being told in the modern parodies as well right so I actually am interested in seeing how the world of the plays out right yeah whereas I don't really give a shit about what happened in Blazing Saddles or Spaceballs because it was just out and out scary movie-esque kind yes, of parody yes yes so I don't think we're there yet right okay
0: I think also I think the whole superhero genre is it's um Diversifying in such a way I think when they're doing it right Because like You look at every Marvel movie It's a superhero movie But it's also Borrowing heavily From another genre Like Ant-Man was a heist movie Yes Um, Like Thor is like A fantasy yeah. romp As well as a You know what I mean uh, Last Captain America Is usually like espionage Yes As well as So it's like Leaning I, I think it's lean, It's Realising superheroes yeah. Spider-Man just, Man movie
1: Was like a high school drama Yes
0: yeah. exactly yeah. Like they're borrowing From more Consistent Stable genres I feel like Yeah So that they can prolong the existence of their very particular genre.
1: What would you say of Guardians own. of the Galaxy? I'd say that's probably like Western in space, maybe.
0: It, it is a bit of a space opera kind of thing, like a like um it, it's a better Star Wars than like some of the Star Wars movies is true. Movies are. Um, so I think in that sense it's like more traditional science fiction mixed with the superhero genre. Um, but that's good. I, I should check I'll check out the tick I'm you too. Yeah.
1: I hate the way that most of the things I keep was saying are T V shows, but there's just so much stuff to
0: watch. That's as we were talking about earlier. It's like just take a year or we don't make anything. We don't do anything. We just catch up and reflect for a year. <laughs> and then we start twenty nineteen just Just all over just again. all all over again. Uh cool. Um I have what have I been doing? I've been reading a new so I've been reading a lot I've been r i have been I had been reading a lot of Margaret Atwood Oh yeah. Because my girlfriend Kate was recommending it. Um but it was quite heavy a lot of it. Like I just finished a handmaid's tale. That's a very kind of dower you know tone to it so I wanted something a book a bit lighter so I started reading the Reckoner series which again with the super- I love superhero stuff as evidenced by my little oh is up
1: Brandon Sanderson
0: uh fuck is that his name it's yeah. like the first one called Steelheart this guy uh yes yeah um first one Steelheart I'm on to yes yeah I'm on to the second one now which is Christ I can't even remember I just started it um not great
1: (laughs) I was just about to say yeah he's a really really prolific writer he does the Mistborn series uh, the Stormlight Archives and a couple of other big Mm -hmm. fantasy books of recent times yeah but everyone says that the Reckoners is kind of like the one that was like
0: yeah it's like the premise is great like I love the premise that's what made me read it it's like
1: Bad Superman or something
0: yeah it's like one. all of a sudden one day an event called the Calamity happens just like a big red star just appears in the sky and then from that day people start developing powers but they all seem to be Bad people, and so you don't know whether were bad people just chosen to develop superpowers, or did they get the superpowers and oh, that's become cool. bad. So it's a cool premise, and then you're just left with all of the good people are just normal people. Like there's no one to challenge these, so it's just a bunch. It's just like the an underground rebellion, and how you take down people who are inherently just like demigods, and you just you know it's that kind of thing, which is a really cool premise. um but the main protagonist and I fucking hate him. <laughs> you ever, are you familiar with the concept of a, Mar- a Mary Sue? Yes. And yeah. So a Mary Sue, for those who don't know, is a character it's like a it's like an archetype now in, in a lot of modern narratives. But it's a character who's like kind of flawless. Or if they do have flaws, they're not real flaws. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He's yes. too dedicated, or he's, you know, yeah, he's yeah. a hothead and blah yeah. blah blah. Um, he's they're usually an orphan. There's all these traits to it. They're usually an orphan. Um there's some sort of they have some sort of destiny tied to them. They're, they are always preordained to go be the one. Um, everyone loves them and looks up to them. The du- it's that it's that all over. It's like the dude who's writing this is imagining himself as the protagonist. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, you're so cool, David. Blah, blah, blah. Like it's all, it's like, I just cannot get my head around it. And I'm, I'm only reading, I'm only trying to finish reading it because I love the premise so much. Like if I could follow any other character within the story, it would be way better. But I'm kind of stubborn when I start reading a book series, I want to finish it because I don't, like just dipping out
1: I probably shouldn't tell you that that's actually part of Brandon Satterson's Cosmere which he actually each of his book series is, which are long and extensive yeah. are all supposed to, they're all set on different worlds mm. but he says that there's an over arcing unity to the worlds that he hints in in all the books that he's he's leading up to like an, ul, an uh, like an ultimate
0: like a cinematic universe s crossover <laughs> basically that's yeah. what he's doing yeah Ugh.
1: he's um He's a really, really interesting dude. He hosts uh, a podcast every week called Writing Excuses, which oh, gives really? uh, writing tips with a couple of other sci-fi oh, authors. Cool. Uh, it's uh, really, really good. Nice. I recommend it if yeah. you're interested in writing. I cool. listen to it myself. Cool. Uh, yeah, so that's so, keeping us sane. Yeah. So, we do a shout-out?
0: Let's do a shout-out. Yeah, who should we name? Um, Laura... Uh, Laura, friend of the show Friend of the long show Long time friend of the show Very long time Yeah Well
1: certainly she's been tweeting And talking to us for quite a while Which we do yes. appreciate
0: Oh for yeah for sure And we probably should have Shouted out a long time ago Really Yeah well What's you her know. Twitter
1: handle do we, do uh, Laura Ech- Echolonia I guess that's Echolonia Let's go with that
0: you yeah. don't have a good track record Of pronouncing things Not right Not at yet. all
1: Not at all Lara hails from Germany As far as I can tell But yeah. she lived in Dublin For a while Oh nice So she was She makes like She learned a bit of Irish As well actually so Oh she sweet was, She was talking to us in Irish And I wasn't able to talk back Because yeah, her great. Irish Is better than
0: mine Yeah fantastic <laughs> yeah. Just like at Peter In the Peter Cavanaugh Exactly <laughs> That's yeah. red, and I He's like uh, Sure <laughs> yeah,
1: right. Uh, So my favourite thing Oh yeah What's your favourite thing about Laura? She does the best Sean Connery impersonation No way You would actually swear That That Sean Sean Connery Yeah it was just in the room there There's no trace of a German accent Not at all And the fact that it's like A young woman who's saying it to you As you're saying it Like this deep 70 year old Scottish voice Glaswegian voice It's it's, it's off-putting
0: almost But it's really impressive Nice Nice Actually It's a good point If her or anyone else Wants to show us Their Sean Connery impression We have added a feature To our site Where you can leave us A little voicemail it's a little recording. I'll include in the show notes as well. It's a little service where you go on, you tap a mic, and you record a little message. So if you want to be on the show, either with Sean Connery voice, or probably more likely a question or a topic or a comment based on a anything. contradiction, more a likely contradiction, most likely, more than likely a contradiction, <laughs> um, you can record a little message and we might include it on the show, as long as you're not funnier or smarter than us and it challenges us in any way. Uh, no, even if you are But actually, particularly if you are yes, please. <laughs> please, <laughs> yeah. please help us up-level the content And, and, and humour on this show uh, But yeah, if you want to do that Just go on to our, our websites there Or in the show notes If you want to be a part of the show That's one way of doing it um, Oh, my favourite thing about Laura my fra- She Do you know that she is uh, Batman? No She's actually Batman Wow Yeah
1: A, a Glaswegian Sean Connery nice. sounding Batman
0: Yeah, that's it That's her that's, yeah. She's just actually Batman So yeah. good, good, Good on Laura Thank you for keeping us safe at night I got
1: to go now that. I have to shave Gotham from the Joker <laughs> <laughs> Bane what are you doing here you bastard
0: your Sean Connery is pretty good as
1: well. It is one of my favorite. Like, I actually love Sean Connery. He's, yeah, even yeah. though, like, he's not a good actor
0: at all. No, no. Did
1: you know that he was offered The Lord of the Rings,
0: turned it he down, was offered Gandalf. yeah,
1: because he thought that the script was too complicated. He, thought, he yeah, was awful. He was offered Morpheus from The Matrix and yeah. turned it down because he thought the script was too complicated. And then, and then he got offered The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen <laughs> <laughs> and accepted it because he thought the script was really complicated and he had missed out on all those other hits. So, <laughs> god damn it. Oh I made a bad God. decision there. oh Wow! What time are you going to meet Sean Connolly in Wimbledon? <laughs> <Around> in tennis. I run on tennis. So good. So okay. Yeah. Okay. We'll say goodbye now. Yeah, exactly. um, we're going.
0: We're going to go and uh, yeah, like, I'm going to waterboard you with gin right now. <laughs> <So>.
1: <laughs> I don't know if I can wait, but I guess <laughs> I have to. Uh, thanks very much for listening, guys. Um, yep. Follow us on Facebook. Like us on Twitter. At what on politics? Um, or both? Direct tweet us on the on the Gmail. <laughs> Um, send. <laughs>
0: you think we get twenty five episodes in? You think we'd have the if, download? If you matter.
1: if you if you want to uh, sacrifice a goat at midnight in our honor on the on the on the vernal equinox and do the right chant, um, you can telepathically send your thoughts into our brains as we sleep, but <laughs> or, all, but yeah. only if we sleep while commuting to work. Yes. Which is dangerous for me because I drive.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah,
1: so I'm fine. I'm, yeah, no, I'm on you dinner do, Yeah, so please aim them towards Richie. Yeah, I know it's harder because he's further away if you're yeah. based in Ireland. But you know, yeah. it's it, you know, you may knock me out unconscious as I'm driving
0: to work, or you know, like Twitter or whatever. That's probably just as oh, yeah, or Twitter. Or if, whatever, I suppose if you're like fine. that, if you're a millennial, <laughs> whatever. If you're not like a goat sacrificer, um, you should probably thank I should probably thank Supermarket Love for the theme music. Thank you, Supermarket Love. Uh, all the sh- all the links to his like, iTunes, Spotify, they're on the show notes if you want to listen to more of his stuff. Is that us? That's us. That's us. It, it, oh, we can touch We, can touch. we can take a I shall end by reading a passage from this book. Hmm. I want to find something juicy. I want to find. Is there anything like juicy gossip about Lincoln in this? Oh! He was to host an exclusive party for the visiting members of the National Academy of Science. Ooh. Along with the heads of foreign. Uh, oh god, no, this is a long sentence. <laughs> 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 to, to this s- sentence is long. Yeah, what kind <laughs> of books do you read, <laughs> Stephen? Okay, goodbye.